Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, today is going to be a fun episode. Now you guys know that I'm an optimist, but this guy is the ultimate optimist. Uh, But I just want for hanging out uh question for you do you drink coffee i drink coffee yes okay because our our sponsor for today she's a female veteran she has a coffee company called soldier girl coffee makes amazing coffee and now it's even infused with cbd so guys if you love coffee definitely check out uh soldier girl coffee guys this is the gentleman that that we're going to talk to is one of my favorite people of all time has one of the best podcasts that I've ever listened to. I've actually listened to one of your episodes four times. And <laughs> well, that's it really was, kind. And it was with our friend, Rich Davini. And I thought that was an amazing episode. Uh, and he's truly an amazing dude. So how are you doing, my brother? How's everything on the other side of the pond? Richard, everything is great. I've got to tell you, it really is. And um, apart from, you know, I'm looking out of my office at the moment and the skies are a little bit grey um, and it's getting a bit wet. But apart from that, everything's absolutely fantastic. Thank you, my friend. And yeah, thank I you know. for that update, that intro as well. Sorry. Thank you for that intro. I mean, you know, I've got to say that, uh, you know, I, I've listened to your podcast a lot. And um, I have to say that, you, you know, you and your, your guests really get down to some really in, such interesting topics of conversation. And it's a great, great podcast, and you're doing a really great thing. So well done to you, mate. Uh, and, and I'm truly grateful to have friends like you um, and mentors like you because, you know, I'm still learning. And, I, you know, I, I, I was told that once you stop learning is when you start dying. So I'm still trying to learn. So I'm learning from you a lot. And I love your how optimistic you are. You are always <laughs> uh, the glass is overfilling. It's not just full. It's overfilling. So Absolutely. A little bit about your past, and because I always like to get to know the person behind the microphone. Okay. So how do you know where where were you born and raised, and what kind of kid was were you? Okay, so that that's a really interesting question. I mean, look, I was born in London, in England, and um, I was really. I mean, I was blessed to have um, a, a wonderful family, uh, Rich. You know, it was just mom and dad really great parents. Um, I lived a, a childhood of being able to go out on my bike, you know, ride on the my granddad's tractor on his fruit farm, you know, spend the days with him and, uh, you know, uh, just idyllic, really. Um, it was it was fantastic, you know, and well, to be fair, it started off really well, my life, because and this is I mean, no, nobody knows this really, Rich, to be honest with you. Um, I won a baby competition when I was one years old. And and I'm, I kid you not, my friend, I've still got the silver cup in the in the attic at the moment. And um, so I guess my life started off really well, actually. Um, it, it tailed off a little bit when I was uh, getting younger in my formative years because um, I was bullied quite a bit um, the way I looked. Um, 
but I had a really amazing grandmother who. Wait, so wait a minute. You, you, you won a baby contest because you're that good looking. <laughs> yeah. So I had to get picked on for the way you look. I was. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I, I turned into this sort of buck tooth kid with um, a haircut like a girl. And um, yeah, I didn't work out really well. Um, but to be fair, you know, um, I never had. I had a grand I had a grandmother that really didn't take any prisoners. Well, she not take any prisoners, but she really sort of laid it down in terms of terms of in fact I can remember her I can visualize the conversation. She was, you know, and and she would talk about sticks and stones and everything, but she would always tell me that this this will this time will pass. And so I had that in my mind for six or seven years before I got um, a, a brace on my teeth and that worked everything out and everything and so on and so forth. But, you know, growing up, I, it was, I was active. I was into sports. I love cycling. I still do, still do a ton of cycling. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's a, a great yeah. release for me. Now, when, like, like when I was growing up, I grew up as an abused child. And the way I escaped from reality was I became a reader. And I just read everything that I could ever pick up. Um, so, you know, I've t talked to many people, including Rich. And one thing I found that a lot of the uber successful people do is they read a lot. Yeah. Were you a reader at a, at a younger age? Um, yeah, I was. But I, I, I think I'm more of a late bloomer with that sort of stuff, Rich, if I'm honest, because um, I, I wasn't really... I wasn't really that into school. Um, I didn't do very well at school. Um, I didn't really try very hard at school, which I, which I'm really disappointed about now. Um, you know, so I've, I've really tried to make up for it with what I do at work and how I am at work and, you know, my career. And, um, so I've tried to make up for it from that point of view. Uh, but I read a lot now, you know, I've read Rich Davini's book, uh, The Attributes, incredible book. I'm just reading a book now um, by um, a, a friend of mine whose his first book is is called Stuck Now What? And it's um, a friend of mine called Jeff Way. And uh, that's a really great book. My my mentor, Doug Bennett, has just released a book recently called uh, uh, Goals Really Do Come True. And that's another great book. It, they're uplifting, uplifting books that kind of, you know, like you said, they they put you into a, a happy place. Now, did you go to university? No, no. I left school when I was um, 17 and went straight into work. So I went straight into sales, actually, uh, working for a travel company. And um, that was a fantastic experience. And I, I, you know, I've been in travel for the rest of my life, actually. I've never left the industry. Um, so I had a, a really good sort of apprenticeship, if you like, for a few years and then uh, worked for a, a change companies and really worked for a company that was very service orientated and that fit that, that sort of fitted my ethos and uh, the way I work really. I'm all about service and serving others. And so this company was a really good fit for me. And, you know, um, and like one of my mentors, you know, Zig Ziglar said, you know, um, sales can either be the highest paying job or the lowest paying job. It all depends on the work that you put in and the kind of person that you are. You know, he also said you can have anything you want in life as long as you help enough people get what they want in life. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. I think, you know, now in today's day, I think that per having that servant's heart um, is it, it's kind of become like old school. 
you know, mm. not, you know, like a lot of times on, you know, LinkedIn, say if I sit, somebody sends me a connection and I accept not even five seconds later, I get mm. a seven page uh, pitch. Mm. And I'm, uh, are you going to date me first before you marry me? <laughs> so, you know, how do you see today, you know, because you've been in the sales industry for now for a while. Mm. Um, where do you see the, do you see it going back to being service orientated? I think it's starting to go that way because I think people are getting tired of the BS. I think so. I think people are, people are really wanting um, and really crying out for excellent service from, you know, individuals and companies, you know, um, and it's something that, you know, it is not difficult to do and sorry it's 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 easy not to do and it's and it's easy to do if you get your mindset right um you know and i think if you're in a, a position where you are affecting somebody's life in in terms of sales then it's important to you know build that relationship and i think that's where i'm seeing a massive shift at the moment in terms of from a business perspective it's it really is all about the relationship and um you know and 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 building those those relationships with your clients has been an integral part of my career really so whenever i've been wherever i've been working i've built those relationships with those clients so that they they come back to me you know year after year after year and that's been that's been really that's really meant a lot to me you know so whenever they do that i don't take it for granted you know and i'm a very big relationship guy you know i believe you know, like Gary, you know, my friend Gary V said, you know, that um, the best uh, marketing strategy is to care. Mm. And I think, you know, when you, when you care about people is when the whole world opens up to you mm. and, you know, like instead of going for that one quick sale, um, I always believed in, you know, building generational relationships. Like, you know, like now that I've had you on my show today, today is just where the relationship begins. Mm. talk to us about building relationships in business and in your personal life well you know uh, i think everybody does it in a different different way um but it's something that i think is really really important and it's something actually that i've been talking to my two daughters about a lot recently and um so they're they're 17 and 21 and they're they're sort of working in the service industry which has been decimated recently because of covid but you know, part of my uh, idea is that really for them as youngsters, young people, if, if, they, if they look after their, their customers in their restaurant, you know, they're going to get tipped. And actually, and lo and behold, you know, the, the, the teachings that, that, that we talk about um, outside of work are reaping rewards for, for them. Um, you know, they're the, the highest tipped people in the restaurant and, um, you know, they're going to be using those foundations moving on through their life. And I think that really, if you can look after your clients in a way that is personable and, you know, where they, they come back to you uh, for, for everything that they need, then you, you've got to be doing something right. And um, that's something that has, has always been very, very important to me. Okay. Then I have a question to ask because, you know, I had to do a deep dive on you because I wanted to learn everything I can about you. Um, because that's the kind of guy that I am, mm -hmm. uh, you know, 
when I talk to people that have hearts of service, um, usually it goes back to one or two people in their life that instilled that in them and had a heart of service. Mm-hmm. Who was that person in your life? Okay, so the the number one person was my father. Um, he was the sort of guy that would do anything for anybody. Okay, so he would be, and if somebody did a favor for him, he would immediately want to go and do something back to repay that person. Do you know what I mean? So um, he would his his whole raison d'être was was about just you know having fun, but also helping people. And so he would always be around other, you know, friends' houses, fixing fences, doing whatever around the house, um, you know, just doing anything that he can to help help other people. So I get it from him. Okay. But then I, I think also the other the other person where it had, had a, a, a big effect on me really from a, a young young child was my grandmother who was helping me through that that bullying phase. But she was a lady, she was an incredible lady actually. She only had one lung. Um, she she had to have one lung removed uh, because she got tuberculosis in the 1950s. And so this this is a lady that really went through the majority of her life with just one lung and didn't really it didn't bother her, you know. And so I she she's had a massive effect on me in terms of my optimism in life. And I think, you know, sort of linking it back to that in terms of my optimism levels are always high because, you know, A, I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky to be here on this on this earth on this time. You know, there are other people out there that have got far worse things going on in their lives, and and you know, it and putting things in perspective. You know, I've I've I'm doing doing all right really, um, but I think you know my my dad was was the the key key guy that always likes helping people, and that's that's where I get it from. I think. So is that where is that when you got the idea to start helping? at the repair cafe well the repair cafe so <laughs> yeah well that 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 all goes back to my I, i'm a town councillor for the town that i live in and um so you have to be elected and um and you know i was very lucky that the residents of the town selected me i'm one of 19 people in the town that that do um a four-year four or five-year stint and um and it's all about putting myself in a position where I can help people in the town and, and the town itself that I live in. It's a town called East Grinstead um, in West Sussex, which is um, it's a pretty famous town, actually, because there was a guy um, in World War II called Archibald McKindo and the Guinea Pig Club. And um, he was a he was a absolute pioneer for plastic surgery. And during World War Two, his um, skills and techniques rehabilitated over 650 airmen um, from bomber command and uh, and uh, fighter command in World War II, and that legacy is still still around in the town. And there's an amazing uh, statue of him uh, in the town as well. So, but so it's got a lot of history, and uh, it's a it's a beautiful town, and uh, you know it's a, a real honour and a privilege to serve the people. But it, the repair cafe side of things was something that we we need. I I wanted to help set up um it's run by volunteers um but the the idea is that people come in and and instead of throwing things away they come into the repair cafe and um they're fixed by volunteers who are electricians and and bike mechanics and you know seamstresses and 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 all sorts of other people that fi- fix and mend things 
and it's a lovely it's a lovely thing to do. The only drawback is that we started two months before COVID, and we've not been able to do it since. <laughs> so we had a, so COVID has really knocked everything for six over here in the UK. I know it has in the states as well. Um, yep. It's knocked it for six all over the world, really. But we're we're slowly getting back to normal. So hopefully we can get back to the to the repair cafe and um, and, and get so, fixing people's things. Um, you know, COVID had really affected the travel industry. Yeah. You know, especially here in in the United States. Mm. You know, so when I talk to a lot of people, you know, some people have lost their businesses, mm. and some people have actually flourished because of the COVID. Mm. They. You know, they learned how to pivot. Mm. Like I had a friend here. He had a, he just opened a brand new coffee cafe and they got shut down, you know, because of COVID. So instead of him thinking, okay, I'm going to go out of business. He bought a bus and actually put a roaster in the bus. And he started parking that bus in front of schools and colleges and making, selling coffee that way. And mm. now he's making more money huh. off the bus than he was making at the cafe. Oh, so, that's awesome. You know, so sometimes you have to have be able to pivot, but also have that optimism to realize, okay, you know, I'm healthy. Um, I, I'm with it me- mentally. Mm. So maybe I can start doing something different and start crushing it. So talk yeah. to us about op- optimism during this whole COVID pandemic. Oh wow. Okay, so yeah, I've I've had a travel business for 15 years. And um it was always it was a lifestyle business for me and my wife. It wasn't anything that we'd set up that we were necessarily concerned with becoming multimillionaires or anything like that. The whole idea of us of me doing something for a for a from a business perspective was to create some work-life balance. So when I first started in business on my own um, was 2004 and Sophia my eldest was four years old and and Olivia was literally six months old and so the business the business that I set up has enabled me to be able to be there for them as they've grown up throughout their lives and and I will absolutely be so grateful for that opportunity and that was one of the reasons why we did it um you know, it wasn't it wasn't for the money or anything like that. It was to be able to go to the girls' um, pantomimes and their you know their nativity plays and their ballet shows and you know be there at the dinner table and and talk about their day. And I'm so blessed, Richard. I, I can't tell you. I, I I get emotional about it every time I think about it because um, I feel that I'm really lucky to be able to have done that. And um, I wouldn't have been able to do it with that vehicle that we, we started. I mean, it was a massive risk and we put some money into it, um, you know, but it's been fantastic. And, but COVID came along. Whew. COVID came along and basically it was like hitting a brick wall. So my business just went from flourishing to zero in literally a day um you know and when you run a business you've still got outgoings it's irrelevant of where you are or what you do you've still got outgoings and um 
it got to the point in May last year where I was thinking, you know, this we weren't really quite sure how long it was going to last for. So we were, you know, I was speaking to my colleagues all over the world, really. Yeah, it should be about June, July, you know, that kind of thing. I was thinking, oh, God, I don't know, actually, the way it's going. And um, my wife was was she's really on the ball, actually. Maria, she's very astute. So she said, Steve, you know, you need to start planning for next year. Don't think it's going to finish before July or August. And I said, OK, right, let's do this. So I went through a really dark period, Richard. I'm not going to lie. I, I just it was really it was looking back. It's really interesting because I didn't I wasn't myself. I didn't feel right. And I was really I was getting angry. I was really cross with everything. You know, I just it just wasn't me. And um, I was I was I was a really up. I was really depressed about the fact that I was going to lose my business. Um, and I something that I'd worked so hard for and I love. And and it was really it was it was upsetting me, you know, and um, I don't know. I don't know what happened, actually, to be honest with you. I was in this sort of funk for about three weeks. And I, I just didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know what to do. So I realized what was I realized that I really needed to kind of get myself out of it. I, I realized that something wasn't right. So I started I started applying for jobs, mate. You know, I thought, look, you've just got to do what you've got to do. You forget that you've you've got a business that the business is not doing anything. So come on, pull your pull your finger out and um let's let's see see what jobs are out there. So I started applying for jobs left, right, and center. Absolutely. Putting things out there and posts on LinkedIn and and so on. And um and eventually I got I I just a stroke of fate really in a a client of mine texted me and asked me how I was doing. And I said, oh, you know, not doing too badly, trying to keep it positive. And um, I said, I'm, I'm, you know, there's no, no travel at the moment. So I'm, I'm punting myself out there for some consultancy work. If anybody needs any, any work doing um, in terms of systems and sales systems, and, you know, if they're looking for anybody that's got any short-term projects or whatever. And so this lady very kindly said, she's got some project work for me that, that would work. So I did that for a few, few, few minutes and, and, um, and and it, I pivoted into the financial services industry uh, for a few months, and and in fact, I'm still working in the financial industry, financial services industry, and uh, I've I've literally just taken the first exam to become a mortgage advisor, so um, which I I I, I passed, um, so I'm really pleased about that. But also um, the other the other thing that really kept me optimistic and sane was my podcast. The traveling optimist i know you mentioned it earlier and you're really kind about that so thank you man hopefully one day i'd be able to come and hang out on there someday oh you well you we're definitely going to do that you uh you uh you're absolutely going to going to smash it and I, I'll, I'll send you a link and we'll we'll get that that we'll get that going live at some point but and that's really that's really the, kept me going you are one of the best um interviewers and i listen to a lot of podcasts but you're one of the best interviewers that I've ever heard on a podcast. So oh, big, bless you. So big ups to you. Thank you, man. I, I tell you what, I really love it. I, I, I was very nervous when I first started doing it. <laughs> I didn't quite know what to do, but I just love it. And it's just enabled me to connect with so many interesting people, you know, not, not hundreds, but just people that I would never have met if COVID hadn't. And you were talking about the opportunities that COVID has represented to other people. Well, COVID has, has, made, has helped me 
it's introduced me to you. I would never have met you, you know, uh, met you. I would never have been in touch with um, somebody like Rich Divini. There's other, you know, other people that have been on the show. Um, Justin Breen, um, you know, uh, my my good friends, John Taylor, um, who's ex-Army uh, um, Fusilier Regiment, and also um, my good friend, Jim Galvin, who's a former uh, Marine commando. Oh, you know, just some incredible conversations with them and uh, a coach uh, who's by the by the name of Louise uh, Budgeon, who helped put things back into perspective a little bit, which is which is what I needed, you know, this whole time. And that podcast has just been a godsend. And, you know, I know that you talk about just, you know, recommending people do a podcast, just do it. And, you know, and I would recommend I would wholeheartedly recommend people do that. It's a really lovely way to um, talk about your passion and um, and meet new people. It's just brilliant. I love it. And, and you know, like I now I've I'm, I'm up to like 260 episodes, something something stupid like that. But it's amazing, you know, me being a, only a ninth grade dropout. Um, but I, now I'm able to talk to people that are seven, eight, nine figure earners. You mm. know, top five, top ten podcasts in the world yeah having my own platform and anybody can do it yeah just you have to find whatever subject you're passionate about or whatever subject you want to learn about you know like i had a gentleman on his name is steve steven sims and he you know he he's he's friends with you know guys like uh you know the billionaires of the world Mm. and uh he comes on my show and i can ask him whatever i want and I have his ear, you know what I mean? So it's amazing the people that, you know, we can get in contact with mm-hmm. and also the relationships that we can build. So I want to talk about your podcast in a minute, but I also want to talk a little bit about business, um, especially branding, because, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that you are your brand. Yeah. Um, you know, like, I don't know how big Michael Jordan is in the UK. Mm, yeah, pretty big. If Michael Jordan would walk out wearing an adidas jumpsuit and adidas sneakers people would lose their minds because (laughs) you know you are air jordan you know pretty much you're the face of nike you know so he became he he is the brand Mm. so talk to us about some you know because a lot of people don't i think they missed a boat on branding and sometimes like i don't know if you remember because you're you're a young man. Um, a while ago, uh, mm-hmm. Coke came out with a brand new product called New Coke, and it right. sucked. Everybody hated it, and the brand went down for a year or two because of it. Yeah. So talk talk to us about branding and positive branding. Um, well, from a personal perspective, you know, uh, everything that I do is is either to do with humor or it's going to be something that's positive. Uh, or a positive angle and um you know so i i want people to and i think i am recognized for this within my network as being someone who is uplifting and is optimistic obviously and and is a happy person so you know i always i'm always of the of the opinion that if if i'm going anywhere my branding really has got to be the switch that turns the light the brightness of the lights up rather than the brightness of uh, of the lights down 
so you know that's that's really what i'm all about is is uplifting and you know brightening people's days and hopefully and what that means is that everything that i do in terms of my postings and whatever i do on social media or or the, the, just going back old school face to face conversations or over the telephone conversations they're always going to have that um that sort of level of uh ideas that I was trying to articulate it. I'm rubbish at, you know, Richard. I'm I'm a better I'm a better host than I am a guest. Um, what yeah. I'm trying to say is that <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, you know, um, that that's where I'm at in terms of my um, uh, trying to think of the word. My, I guess it's my my ethos in life, really. You know, that that's yeah. where that's where I that's what I need to do. That's where I need to be. And if if um, if I if, if somebody says to me, oh, I don't really find you that very interesting, not that this ever happened, I'd be really I'd be gutted, really gutted. Yeah, I get it. You know, now a lot of people, you know, like I, you know, I've been in, in the business world for a, a while now. And if I ever hear a business owner say, well, that's the way that we've always done it. I know that that company's doomed yeah. and be going out of business soon. Yeah. 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 You know, and I'm sure when you first got into the sales and marketing world, you know, a lot, a lot of it had had to do with brochures, print, um, mm. newspapers, mm. Um, TV. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not that way as, as much, I mean, it's still there, but it's not as much as it is today. So if you get a, a brand new company, that wants to come aboard and wants you to do their marketing and their sales. What are some of the things that you teach them that they need to do in 2021, not back in the eighties and the nineties? Oh my God. You know, Oh, that's a, that's a really tough question. Um, you know, so the company that I'm working for at the moment, okay. Is in financial services, which is, it can be quite boring. You know, it's um, it can be a little bit sort of black and white, a bit sort of, you know, um, hard-nosed businessman and you know suits and and everything but the guy I work with Doug he's like so relaxed and chilled about it and he's he's got the same uh, outlook as me he's really service orientated you know he finds nothing better in life than helping somebody buy their first home you know um, he does something that's called work optional lifestyle financial planning so basically what he does is he speaks to people that are around the 55 year mark 55 years old or above and he's, you know, he helps them plan the rest of their life, um, you know, so they they don't have to work or they could work less hours and not have to worry about money and things like that. So it's an incredibly uplifting place to work, actually, because he's doing we do so much great work with clients. Um, so what we did was embark on a um, it was a, a fairly new business for him. So what we did was we we obviously set up a website, but um we needed to get um, uh, a CRM sorted out. So we've, we've, we've sorted that out so that we can start communicating properly with clients and, 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 and record all of our um, communications with them. And, you know, we've gone um, really big on, on LinkedIn, um, you know, promoting what the, the benefits of, of doing work with Doug means and, and how that, um and how that looks and one of the big things is really you know um if you've got a product you know what benefit does it bring to your clients 
Um, you know, what, 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 it, what can it bring to them? What, what are they going to feel? You know, if that happens, you know, if you, if you turn around to somebody and say, um, you don't need to work um, your fingers to the bone anymore. You've got enough saved that you can, um, you can go part-time or you can, you don't actually have to work anymore. What would you do if you, if you had them had that choice? Because a lot of people make the mistake, uh, Rich, that they, if you're on a, earning a hundred thousand a year that they make the mistake that they think they've got to have a hundred thousand a year in from their pension or whatever. Well, you don't because you don't have the same outgoings when you retire. You don't have mortgages. You don't have all those other debts. You can get rid of all of that stuff. And so you can live, le- live, live the same lifestyle, but on less money. Um, and people don't realize that. So that's the message I would say, you know, find out what your customers really, really want, how they would feel and, um, and benefit from the products that you you're promoting and really go deep on that. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I truly, you know, I believe that and I'm, I, I am that optimist guy, you know, I'm the guy, you know, no matter what the situation is, I, I always look for the best case. Um, I never look at the worst case. My wife is the opposite. You know, she's always looking at the worst case. So mm. we, we balance each other out. Yeah. But I think the more, optimistic you are in life like if you know because i've been reading you know i've been studying a lot and um i'm I'm reading a lot about self manifestations Uh where you know if you think you know they say that you know what you think you become and what you obsess on is what you actually manifest in your life so you know if you're say if you're struggling with your finances and you really start to think optimistically about your finances. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you got to do the work, obviously. But I think the more positives you put out in that world, in the world, the more positive comes back to you. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, I, I agree with that. But also you got to feel you got to be able to feel, you know, physically feel what it's like to have what you're what you want. So and uh, uh, the. The story that I'm going to say now is relates to that in a big way because I, I manifestation to me started really early on in my life and but I didn't know it until I was a lot older and reflected back and thought oh yeah god I did do that so I was in a an indoor hockey team at school right and it was a, a an inter-class competition and me and my friends we really wanted to win and um every game before every night before each game, I would lie in bed and bearing in mind, I was only nine or 10. I would lie in bed and I would visualize, I would visualize us winning that game. I was in goal and I would, I would visualize me saving these, these, uh, the, the, the ball. And, um, I would visualize my friends scoring the, uh, the goals. And we, you know, when we got through to the, the semifinal and I visualized that what it would like, what it would, what it would feel like to, to, to win that game and know that you're going in the final. And then we won that game. And then the, it was a crazy couple of days before the final. And every, every, every night I'd go back and I'd just visualize it. I really feel winning this competition and what it would feel like to raise the trophy in front of all of these people. Bearing in mind, I was this goofy tooth kid, right. Who'd got bullied and, and there was a lot of negative people in the, being negative people in the crowd that would, you know, that would see me. Uh, doing well and that meant a lot to me and that was a real motivating factor and we won that game rich you know we won that game and i and, and i saved 
I saved some really important things, uh, goals. And, um, and, and I really believe that that kind of thing is so powerful, but very rarely used. And unfortunately, as you go through your life, you tend to lose that connection. You tend to lose that, that thought process, that mindset a little bit because you get caught up with other stuff, don't you? You get caught up with life. You get, <laughs> you get caught up with going out and getting drunk with the boy, you know, with your friends and, um, you know, spending all your money on holidays and, um, you know, then you get married and have children, you have responsibilities and other things and pensions and you, you, you're saving up and then you might, you know, might have a COVID and you, you lose your business and all that sort of stuff. And you think you, you, you tend to lose out on, lose the perspective of, of what really makes things work. And um, COVID has given me that opportunity to reflect back on that. Actually, if I'm honest, it's probably, it probably has for a lot of people. Um, it's helped me um, recalibrate. It's helped me refocus. It's helped me reflect positively, actually, which is another, I think, an under underestimated power, actually, um, reflection, but in a positive way, um, in a way that you can see how far you've come, not what you've missed out on. You know, and I, you know, and I love, you know, I love that um, one, one of my mentors, his name is Ed Milet. You know, he's amazing. He ta always talks yeah. self-improvement, you know, mm. development. And what he so talks a lot about is, you know, things don't happen to you. They happen for you. Mm. That Everything is a teachable moment. So, you know, if like I when I started thinking, you know, negatively and positively, you know, like I went blind last January 30th. So I'm blind. Um, and that's why I use the anchor app, because it's a lot easier. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I started thinking, you know, well, why not me? You know, so saying, why me? You know, say, well, why not me? Why, what am I? So, why am I so special that bad things mm. can happen to me? Mm -hmm. But then I started thinking, why not me that I can't have one of the top podcasts in the world? You know, why not me that I can't become a featured public speaker? So mm -hmm. I think when you change the inner dialogue, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff changes. So, I, you know, and I think success, they say, is an inner, you know, it, it's, it works from the inside out. Yeah, it does. So, you know, and the thing is, you could sit back. And you could feel sorry for yourself, but it actually it doesn't get you anywhere. It just doesn't get you anywhere. You know, so don't do that. <laughs> I'm so glad you don't. And it's You know, you could you've got to think positively, you know, and then if you think positively, if you think optimistically, um, you know, it, it you just that on its own is not really going to work. You have to have action with it. But, yep. you know, that's the first step. You know, it really is. You've got to act on things. Um, otherwise you just feel good for the rest of your life, but nothing really is going to happen. But, um, you know, as long as you take action and positive action and keep moving forward, like you have, and that's, I mean, that's an amazing thing to do. A lot of people would crumble at the fact that, you know, they've lost their sight, you know? Um, I mean, you know, God, my heart, heart goes out to you, man, but bloody hell, you've done so well. And it's an incredible thing that you're doing. And you're, a, you're a veteran as well, aren't you? Uh, yep 23 years yeah you know amazing all that you know the service that you've you've done and unfortunately you know when you did have your eyesight you probably saw some some incredible things and um you know uh witnessed uh you know uh, some 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 terrific things throughout your life and, and and service so 
I guess there's always positives. Yeah. Um, Have you ever met a person that, you know, when they first met you, they were a pessimist and then (laughs) they're being in your company or being coached by you. They became an optimist. I don't, do you know, I don't know. I, to be fair, if I meet somebody that's really just moaning and whining all the time, I move away. I can't, I can't, can't deal with it. Um, you know, they might have their own, if it, I would probably find out what's going on in their lives before I do anything, but I, I tend to, I tend to gravitate towards people with similar outlooks, Rich, you know, so I don't, I don't really get too much exposure to people who are negative a lot. If you know what I mean, if somebody comes up with a negative statement, I'll turn around and say, you know, I won't be shy. And I'll say, look, there is another angle to this. You do realize that, don't you? Um, And, and, and there have been instances where people have, said oh yeah i hadn't really thought about it like that you know so yeah it does work you know and and i love it you know because sometimes you know when once you start changing your level you know you start to have to you start to change the people around you Mm. you know because you know they say that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with yeah and that if you're the smartest person in a room you need a better room Mm. so yeah Sometimes you have to, I think they call it um, addition by subtraction. Sometimes you have to cut some people out of your life that are negative if you want to start, you know, focusing in more on the positive. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. You've got to get rid of some of the good to get to the great sometimes. Yep. So now talk to us about your podcast. Tell us a little bit about how you started and why you started. And then tell us some things you wish you would have known before you started your podcast. Well, I started the podcast at the start of of COVID. So, and the idea at the beginning was to offer some form of um, help and guidance and and some sort of something upbeat to give people um, hope because optimism is all about hope, really. And and so the first sort of few people that came on, it was really there was um, a guy who was uh, an accountant um nick and uh, so he helped people the idea was that they were to give people advice on what to do financially you know from their business um i had a um my coach louise who came on and she was talking about you know uh her main thing was we're not human doings we're human beings um and and then doug who came on about uh talking about personal finances and stuff so it was it was really kind of just to help people navigate their way through these those first few months really because it was all very strange and all very um very weird you know and people were obviously very nervous and anxious about what the future held and then it kind of grew really into uh, i don't know just uh, just lovely just sort of talking about people's experiences and um you know funny stories and um you know uh just uplifting moments of people's lives and um insights and um it's just just amazing i love it and uh, it's, a, it's such an incredible medium rich I, I i i i really love it i wish i'd done done something earlier um to to start one but you know everything happens for a reason and um uh it's it's sort of morphed into this sort of uh program i mean i i produce my own program and and host it and I put a lot of time and love and energy into it. And um, I, I, I'm very proud of it. And um, 
you know, I'm, I will hold my hand up and say, I'm not, uh, there probably are too many errs and ums and, uh, you know, not, not, <laughs> I'm not, I, I do need to, to, to work on my, my technique a little bit, but you know, that's what, that's the beauty about podcasts, isn't it? They're very, sometimes they're a little bit raw and, and, um, you know, and, and the beauty is that you're, that's the way you are naturally. So it's just the way it works. And I love it. It's fantastic. It's some, and it's connected me with some incredible people. Um, you know, uh, one of my latest podcasts that isn't, um, uh, it, it, I'm just editing at the moment is with a guy called Gary Apps. And he's a businessman who's just doing a uh, the Tour de France. He's doing it a week early with a group of 25 people. And they're raising a million pounds for cancer research. And um, to do the Tour de France as a non-professional athlete um, is an incredible feat. I've got to tell you, as a cyclist, I'm I'm absolutely in awe of him for doing it. Um, and, but he's, you, what you don't realise is in the background, and this is the beauty about podcasts, and this is the beauty about somebody like you, Richard, because you are such a good interviewer. His background, you know, people would not know that his, his business is, um, he sells fish. <laughs> which you know is 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 a, a great business to be in um you know if the, the the world hasn't got covid around you and the restaurants aren't, aren't shut and um you know he, he it was a it's a fantastic story and, and heartbreaking really and and then you know i've got another another guy who's um whose father died in uh last year and it was a very emotional interview and and chat with with uh with andrew andrew bodel and uh, we had a bit of a laugh and and as well. But it was it was very emotional. And he's he's basically his whole reason now in life is to um, really take take advantage of every single opportunity and, and not waste a single moment. And uh, it was a really beautiful message, actually, really. Yeah, I love you know, I love I love that because, you know, like my dad, he's he's uh, battling pancreatic cancer right now. And he sat me down and he said, you know, you have to enjoy every moment of your life and to be present and, you know, learn how to start being present in your life. Yeah. That, whether that's with your family, whether that's, you know, with your kids, mm. with your job, whatever you're doing, be present. So that's mm. something I've really been uh, working on. Now, you know, there's over two million podcasts in the world right now, mm. um, but the average podcast doesn't go past eight episodes right and it 50 of the people that have podcasts their podcasts are inactive so i think if for people that you know are listening to this that want to be successful in podcasting you know you don't have like like gary v you know one of his biggest videos that he ever made was just him in an iphone at a garage sale yeah 10 million views so mm. you know i see all these a lot of people complaining well, I don't know what camera to use. I don't know what mixer. I don't know, you know, this and that. They're making all mm. these excuses when all you need is an iPhone or an Android, whatever you use to get started. And then yeah. you can add all that other stuff. So, you know, a lot of people make those excuses. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I, they call it paralysis by analysis, don't they? Yes. I think the 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 the, the point is that really... I think people just think it's it's really complicated and they won't be able to do it, but it isn't. And you've 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 said that already. And uh, it's just you know, 
finding a way to talk about, you know, what you're passionate about. It could be anything, you know, it could be gardening, it could be bricklaying, it could be anything. It, you know, I've got a friend of mine's just started a podcast about horse racing and it's fantastic. I love it. Um, it's really interesting. And, you know, podcasts are really going to be the, the, the main source of, of, um, of media moving forward. You know, people are going to be listening to podcasts, not the news. And, you know, and I tell everybody, uh, you know, um, podcast is a new radio, mm. you know, so and but people I think a lot of reason why a lot of people quit podcasting is because it is work. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you have to, you know, set up your appointments. You know, you have to do your recording, your editing, you know, copywriting. It takes it does take a lot of work. So it I does take a bit of work. Yeah, you're right. You know, and like I, I release, you know, five episodes a week. So I stay pretty busy. But I think that's why a lot of people quit, because it is work. And if you don't love what you're doing, it becomes even harder work, you know? Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I think that's the thing. You've got to love what you got to love doing it. And and I tell you something, I just love it. I really do. I I love the whole process. I love putting it together, listening to it. Um, you know, the beginnings and the endings and the, you know, the intros and, 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 and talking about, you know, the conversation that we've had prior. And I absolutely love it. I can't tell you it was, it's just, it might be, seem weird to people, but I just, I just think it's, um, I was meant to do it. And um, I might not be the greatest of, of speakers and stuff like that, but hopefully I t- tend, I do like to think I can get, you know, some really interesting guests and and they can talk about their their experiences and actually i don't know about you but some of the most interesting podcasts i've had are with people that aren't you know very famous they're just ordinary ordinary people just going about their lives and very often they are the most interesting people to talk to and you just don't realize yeah and a lot of times you know like i've had some famous people on and I hear crickets, you know, nobody even, they don't even share the episode that they were on Mm. or, you know, people are not really that interested. But then like I had a friend of mine that um, he was in the military with me. We served together Mm. and he went through a lot of mental stuff and his episode just exploded Mm -hmm. and everybody loved it. So you never know, you know, what's going to, um, what's going to you know hit because you know we do actually you know unfortunately we number watch like everybody else how many downloads and all that stuff right i think that can get you up some some days down some days uh but i think if you're like you said if you're in it for the right reasons um if you love talking to people i love talking to people i love making friends i mean who would ever thought two guys one in the uk one in here in new jersey can just sit here and bs and talk over two phones oh or, i know you know i know absolutely and that's you know this is where i'm absolutely uh, amazed by technology you know if you just said 20 years ago yeah i'm going to be talking to a guy in america over the internet um what's the internet for a start um and then uh we're going to be recording it and it's going to go out onto this thing called the internet and this podcasts and they're gonna that we would have said don't be silly just use the phone you know yeah. and how are you going to record it um you know oh incredible stuff and the way that technology what i love about technology technology right now is that it's 
from a connecting point of view and as, as you can probably gather it's a if you use it for relationship building as well it's incredible it's an incredible tool and that's why i like linkedin you know because it's a there's a lot of like-minded people on there you know for me um there are some negatives you know my kids on snapchat and all that nonsense hopefully they'll grow out of it but you know there are some downsides i guess well you know and i'm a big guy you know, i'm a <laughs> linkedin i'm a big you know I, I i'm doubling and tripling down on linkedin That's yeah like, yeah you know most of my work but last two questions i ask everybody um if somebody wants to listen to your podcast like i listen to it of course um, i'm going to put it in in the liner notes um so people can listen but how do they find you how can they uh, find out what you're doing and support your mission? Well, the the podcast is The Traveling Optimist, um, The Traveling Optimist podcast. You can get it on all of the formats. Um, you, people can connect with me um, on LinkedIn. I'd be really happy uh, to connect with them and, um, you know, uh, build, start building that relationship. And, uh, you know, for me, the the podcast is all about, you, you, you mentioned numbers earlier. I, do you know, Rich, I don't look at the numbers because to me, that's not really why it's important for me. If and and from this conversation as well, if there's one person out there, one person, one listener who benefits from one, you know, 10 second piece of conversation from our chat, then that's a job well done. I and love that's, that's where I, that's where I, I'm at. I love it. So now, obviously, we're in the middle of COVID. You know, we're still in, in the may of 2021 for you guys that are listening to this um we have grandparents that are homeschooling kids you know we got parents that are driving for uber just trying to put food in their kids mouth because they got laid off from their mm -hmm. other job um so if i ask the average person to do something in seven days they're pretty much never going to get to it but if i ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours they're more likely to take that step Yes. So if there's somebody out there that's struggling and wants to get a little bit more optimistic in their life or in and in their business, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get help? Um, they can they can um, reach out to their network. OK, reach out to their network. It's really important. Reach out to their friends and start talking. Um, you know, if you've got issue, if there's things that are on your mind, if there's something that's bothering you, um, then speak to somebody about it absolutely 100 i did that uh, last year and i thank god i've i've got a, an absolutely wonderful network of friends and associates and colleagues who were just incredible for me and um you know and if i can do that for somebody you know out there i'd be very happy to do that um you know absolutely that's that's what i'm all about i love it brother so guys there you go if you love podcasts and you love hearing great stories and people that are changing the world and are optimistic definitely check out the traveling optimist podcast guys if you love coffee check out soldier girl coffee she like i said she has regular coffee and also cbd infused coffee so definitely check her out and she's a veteran-owned company that supports veterans steve thank you so much for coming on today um i'm so grateful for you and i'm so grateful that you know whatever we call it, I call God, put you in my path. And I'm very honored to call you a friend. 
Oh, likewise, Richard. Thank you so much, mate. I've had a I've had a blast. It's been fantastic, and um, I can't wait to get you on on my podcast as well. But I just want to thank you for what you're doing because you know punting out five shows a week. That's that's full on, you know. And uh, my hat goes off to you. Um, the message that you you get out to people and the and the the, the ripple effect of everything that you do um, is really gonna is is having a positive effect out there. Trust me, it really is. I appreciate you, brother. Well, have an amazing week. God bless you and God bless your family. You take care. Thanks for having me on the show. I've really enjoyed it. All right, brother. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.